I said get up and finish the job. No more. What? Enough. It's not over. Then we finish. Welcome to the next four Karate Kid minutes, a podcast where we discuss the next Karate Kid four butt kicking minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. Hey, I'm Mel. I'm back. Hey, Mel. Uh, you were sick on Monday. How are you doing today? I'm still sick. Whoa, this is a long-lasting cold. It's, it, yeah, it's not getting any better, really. <laughs> well, uh, get it together. Cobra Kai is coming this Friday, and so is our discussion of uh, the Karate Kid cartoon. <laughs> I'm just, I, I, make your choice, people, what you're going to prioritize. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Today on Wednesday, we are talking about minutes 100 to 104 of the next Karate Kid. They begin with Julie preparing her signature finishing move and end with the credit for Gabe as played by Tom O'Brien. Remember Gabe? Such a memorable character. He's nope. even in this scene. He's just standing around. <laughs> I never quite determined who was Gabe and who was Morgan. And I still have no yeah. idea. So. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, we pick up where we left off on Monday with Julie kneeling over Ned and she starts praying or kneeling over Ned, kneeling before Ned. <laughs> That's quite different, quite a different context. Okay. Which, which confuses yeah. Dugan. Um, yeah, as we discussed in the last movie, uh, the real finishing move is the art of confusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's doing, she's doing her Mario two uh, power up jump. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look, she's flashing. (laughs) (laughs) So Ned charges her and Julie blocks it. And like a praying mantis, she then rips his head (laughs) off and eats it. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I realized we've been watching the Kumite the entire time. (laughs) You know what the whole thing about the fight bugs me the most? Is the fact that she's wearing wearing her hair looks. Wearing her oh. hair loose. Yeah, she should have tied that, that, that up. Oh, yeah. Not that it matters because she's blind anyways, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did Ned get the mud in her eyes if her hair's hanging all over the place? That's what the hair's for is to protect her. Yeah, eyes. it's like a curtain. You just close the curtain when you don't want mud in your eyes. <laughs> she's like the lightning guy from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. <laughs> hey, there's a reference. Um, I've but seen yeah. That. Once, uh, two decades ago. Yeah, no, same. <laughs> uh, two, uh, I was just going to say, uh, there's our next podcast, but no, there's already five minutes of trouble out there. So <laughs> that's already been done. Um, great movie. Oh, I love that movie. Um, didn't but like it, it. Yeah. You didn't like it? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I saw it when I was 18 and I was like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> All right. There, but maybe if I watch it again, I would appreciate, we appreciate more. things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, but I, I, I feel like I had no, I feel like it's the type of movie that you need nostalgia for. And I had no nostalgia for this because I had never seen it before. Mm. And I saw it on a bus trip going to Montreal. See, it's and I was like, why the are they showing us this movie? Why? Is- yeah. Yeah. You're annoyed. Maybe. I don't know. Well, no, I was, it's, you know, you're bored on a bus trip, so you're looking forward to a movie. But I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is this creepiness? But I think I didn't really get that it's like sort of meant to be like a B movie. So, um, isn't it? <laughs> it, I mean, it's a, 
it's it's a John Carpenter film. It's it's I don't think it's a B movie. It's an eighties movie. It felt um, like a B movie at the time. But I don't remember it, a lot about it. I just remember like it's a B movie because remember, it's like, filed the bad under guy, B like, for Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next the next karate kid is an N movie. Uh yeah. and and also a B movie. But so yeah, anyway, yeah. Julie pulls off her special move. Going from the kneeling position into a high flying kick, and what do we think? <laughs> uh, Matt doesn't like it. No, I, I think the kick looks good. It, I mean, the, the whole ducking down thing doesn't make to be more powerful doesn't make sense. But right. it is a good looking kick. It's just the foley lets it off, lets it down because uh, they put that they put that sound effect in there too too early, like before her foot was near his head. Or Which made me sound like effect? Was it like uh, you mean like the poosh or something like that? Or let me see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's her, knee, her knee was like still bent while while that sound effect <laughs> went on. Oh, so the sound of her foot hitting his head. The it was too early, ah. which made me like look more closely at it. Which make made me then notice that there was actually no physical contact either. <laughs> and I'm I may not have noticed that if i was if i wasn't thrown off by the uh the early sound effect if the sound effect right. was dead on it it would have sold it better <laughs> i think <laughs> yeah that's true i mean like we're usually irritated at the finishing move because it's always the close-up it's always in close-up but i think the f- filming of it despite the sound the the actual visuals look f- just fine we see yep. it happening from two angles. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like, all right, jump up for the first shot where we're facing the camera's facing you. And then I don't know, did they put her on wires or something or anything like that for the last yeah, looks, part or it looks like either they had two, two cameras rolling or they did it twice from two different angles. Now you were just looking at it. Does it, does it look like that's a stunt woman from the back at least? I don't know why it would need to be. Since we see her do it from the front. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, maybe just for safety. She's got got really good physicality, though. Like, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take away Julie's finishing move. It's impressive, but it's, it is, there are some problems with it. (laughs) Just the move itself is kind of like, you can't start from a crouching. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Does it make more sense than the crane kick? Uh, I mean, it, no, because <laughs> I think the crane kick is you can every anybody can do the crane kick. The 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 ridiculousness of the crane yeah, but kick no, is I know, no but, defense but I mean the usefulness. Oh. I mean the usefulness, like the practicality of it. Yeah, the crane kick to be kind of the person to run into your foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Miyagi decides now it's time to go, but Dugan isn't finished. He tries to get Charlie, the reluctant one, to fight her first, and uh, and uh, Charlie won't do it. Um, and uh, and Charlie starts freaking out. He's like, "You're crazy, man!" And so mm-hmm. then I then he goes after Morgan, and I know it's Morgan because he calls this guy Morgan. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Morgan, you fighter! But Morgan gets uh, a punch in the face. Poor Morgan. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't even bother with Gabe. He's just like, yeah, whatever, Gabe. And then he, he'd, ra- he'd rather try to get Ned up off the ground than to have this other kid fight Julie. 
Like, yeah, I Gabe, know how... Gabe can't take her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, what's going to get Miyagi to fight? It's going to be a bad teacher beating on his students, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, Miyagi's had enough, and I love that he he does his uh i don't you know i it it's is it japanese or is is it just like a guttural yell that he does he's like oh, yeah! and then he's <laughs> enough well yeah if he said oi that just means hey yeah yeah so maybe it, i don't know um and then he even does like like a come on motion with his hands which seems very on miyagi like yeah <laughs> <laughs> then we finish and then he does the come on come on so, uh, next we get this huge moment in the film. Colonel Dugan takes his hat off, and we find out he's been bald the entire movie. <laughs> I lost all respect for him. What? He says, he says the, the bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I lost all respect for him because he didn't shave his head. Oh, uh, when you, so you got to shave the rest of it off. Yes. Well, I mean, you lost all hair for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that's the part where Dugan takes his hat off and he says to Miyagi, we're alike you and I. <laughs> we yeah. both have <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, Dugan says he's going to put his lights, put Miyagi's lights out. Oh, he's so, going, uh, he's going easy on him. He's not going to kill him. Oh really? Like I thought, put your <laughs> lights out. Well, I, I assume if I hear something like that, I assume he's going to knock him out. He's just going to close his eyes. <laughs> uh, see, I thought like the lights in your eyes or something like that it means that you're the light fading from your eyes or something. Uh, maybe it could. It could yeah. mean that it could mean that he's going to kill him, and then when his eyes are still open, he's going to do that thing that they always do with dead people in movies when they close their eyes for them. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Or maybe you're right, Matt. I mean, like, like. Maybe he's just like, yeah, killing kids is no big deal. <laughs> killing a, it's killing this full-grown adult. No way. That's wrong. <laughs> I have no respect for children. But adults? Yes. <laughs> so Dugan's fighting style is very, I think, kind of slow. And it would probably, it's probably, you know. It's identical to Creases. <laughs> <laughs> it's put your dukes up and throw straight punches. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really like he really starts off just like, I'm going to now reach out, grab your shirt, hold it, pull my fist back. And Miyagi's like, I have like three minutes here to uh, figure out what to do here. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, there are uh, there are no cars nearby. So Miyagi actually has to physically do something uh, rather than step aside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, does some arm twisting. Um, he blocks a punch. Actually, he does block a punch and follow with a counter punch. And I'm like, oh, is that a, is that drum technique right there? Yeah. <laughs> you mean where it like spins around and back? Yeah, it? he blocks it and then he follows with a counter punch, which is which knocks the guy knocks. I mean, it's not like straight on. It's more like he doesn't he like hit the back of him or something. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Uh, then Miyagi delivers a knee to the gut, clobbers him in the back, and like Dugan is basically. He's like, I'm doing an impression of Eric. Okay, I'm on the ground again. All right, I'm getting back up, and I'm back down again. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, Dugan is starting to look like his character in uh, Michael Ironside's character in Scanners. You ever seen that movie? 
I think I did a long time ago. I don't remember much about he, it besides the head exploding. He <laughs> uses like mind. He uses his mind to like make people's heads explode. So, mm-hmm. um, so he's looking very like, like he's like, I don't know. Um, and yeah, he's Miyagi kicks him in the face a couple times. He, you know, it's not as flexible as Julie. <laughs> yeah. He gets it oh, up there a little bit. But... Fast. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Dugan, please lean over. I gotta, I gotta get my leg up. I don't want to get a, you know, I don't want to, you know, stretch anything too hard. Oh, well, I, I mean, kudos to uh, Pat Morita for doing it himself, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It, it's, it's. It doesn't really sell the the karate master, but. Yeah, I mean, in the last couple of movies, he's had uh, Fumio Demura stunt double him. And, uh, you know, pull off some pretty awesome moves, um, some pretty spectacular beatdowns, some very realistic, according to <laughs> some of the Cobras in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, he's, I, I, I remember him saying in an interview that like, yeah, every movie they want me to do more and more, you know, they want me to have more, more fighting, but I'm getting older and older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, then Miyagi grabs him by the collar and pulls his hand back like he's uh, Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. <laughs> he's about to rip his throat out or something. <laughs> Time put your lights out, he says. Yeah. And so then, yeah, and then he like uses his stinky breath attack. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what what did Miyagi have for dinner? You think? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of garlic. Mm-hmm. Oh, you saw him chopping up some, some zucchini earlier. And then Julie went to the dance. It was garlic stuffed zucchini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, though, it's it's awesome to see Miyagi fighting. But like just to echo a, a previous complaint you had, Matt, is that this character is perfect. Like he, nothing, nothing can go wrong. Like if, if somebody comes mm-hmm. at him, nobody's going to lay a hand on him. And Chosen got one stick on his back. That's about it. That's all we get. <laughs> whole series. There's no tension at all in this fight. I'm not worried at all. And also we hold for the, the finishing move. Like really where we saw karate kid part two, he's not going to, he's not going to kill Dugan. So they mixed Um, it up and changed his final attack. (laughs) to Just blowing on his face. Yeah. Which I I mean, honk was set up great in karate kid two. I mean, all the finishing moves are set up. This one came out of nowhere. He should have, he should have like, uh, hit him with a bowling ball or something (laughs) (laughs) that would have been great yeah something to echo back previous yeah he pulls out his uh his his knife no (laughs) what he what he does is he uh yeah he 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 gets him in in the, the the situation where he has like uh no balance no stamina left he's like act completely at miyagi's mercy so miyagi like just gives him a shove and he goes over to the edge of the wharf and then Miyagi goes over to his duffel bag and pulls out a bowling ball and he stands back <laughs> and so he rolls elaborate. the bowling ball at Dugan and you hear the pin sound and then Dugan falls in the water. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Uh, yeah, that would have been great. Uh, <laughs> that would have been great. Of course, you know. Uh, what if Janine Garofalo stepped out and did that as her character in Mystery Man? I don't know. <laughs> the bowler. Yeah. I wonder if uh, in the 
in the animated series how many punches or or hits Miyagi takes. I'm gonna say still. I'm gonna say still zero. Still so zero, we'll probably. Yeah. All right. I'm gearing up here because I have one more rant. <laughs> uh oh. <clears throat> all right. Here's what I, I I was thinking. For the first time in all the Karate Kids, all the Karate Kid movies, suddenly Mr. Miyagi has the final fight. Should this be awesome or is this total nonsense? Like, I complained about this on Monday, but I'm going to say it again. This movie holds Julie back for almost the entire last half of this movie. Like, she is the next Karate Kid. She comes out of that monastery she's already, and it's Eric the Protector, Eric the Savior we have to deal with, Eric getting into fights. And then Julie finally gets a fight. Um, and, uh, but no, uh, uh, you know, it's now Miyagi that has to have the final fight. She doesn't get the Miyagi smile and then the credits come up. No, now we have to have room for Miyagi to beat down Dugan. So she wasn't truly empowered. I know. Like, like remember how the original Karate Kid originally had Miyagi's uh, uh, confrontation with Kreese at the end? And then they were like, nah, it's perfect. Daniel wins a tournament. Miyagi smiles. Credits. That was a good thing, I think. Like, keep focus on the karate kid. Yeah. I, I wrote down in my notes that, like, I think this movie is kind of pretend progress. You don't get to say, like, the kid is a girl. Deal with it. And then put her in the back seat for the back half of the movie. Like, I'm happy yeah. that we've had guests on here that love this movie but like things like this make me so frustrated because it should be this should be julie's moment like mm. i don't know does do yeah. do, do get a Miyagi to have a fight i i think it would have been great if like they they both walked away and dugan was like like if julie had to fight ned in in, in, in the first place dugan uh yelling at ned to get up and they're just walking away and all the all the alphas turn on him or whatever mm-hmm. um, yeah that would have worked too I mean, sure, it's cool. I wish we had like a little Miyagi Dugan face off maybe earlier in the movie. That would have been fine too. Yeah. Like they're they're both pumping gas, they see each other. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? I guess, <laughs> I guess it would have like, to be kinda like a Zoolander fight. <laughs> it would have, it would have <laughs> Yeah. It would have to be one where um where the alphas aren't around so they don't lose respect for him. Uh right. Loses. And they'd be like, what happened to you? And he'd have to make up a lie. Yeah, or even like um, they start to fight and then some sort of factor causes Dugan to be like, oh, yeah, nothing wrong here and steps away like a police officer shows up or I don't know. Mm. Like so Dugan doesn't exactly get beaten down, but we know that Miyagi could have taken him and so does Dugan and that makes Dugan even more. Mel was asking, is Dugan a Vietnam vet? I, it gives me those vibes, but uh, that's never. Does it talk about it in the novelization? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't really? think so. I don't remember. I wouldn't be surprised. He's got those vibes. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, yeah. So, I, I just, uh, I, I gotta say, uh, enjoyed, enjoyed the movie as a as a, another movie with Pat Morita playing Mr. Miyagi esque. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that. That just bothers me. It's like, I don't know. I think if I just like, I, I, I think just seeing Miyagi fight D- Dugan is, is cool. But yeah, at the end of the movie, after the next Karate Kid should be the folk. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So yeah, Eric and the rest of the alphas tearfully stand around the corpse of Colonel Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> salute him. That was some Morgan. bad. <laughs> What's that? 
That was some bad breath. He died. <laughs> yeah, Morgan Morgan pulls out the gasoline and starts pouring it all over Dugan's body and <laughs> oh my cry God. over him as they light him on fire. Good <laughs> funeral. They send the yeah. on the water, and that's why the eagle is like flying over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny. Like a, a beautiful shot of Dugan's burning corpse on the water. And then it pans <laughs> up and we see the hawk flying around like <laughs> like Woody Woodpecker at the end of the, the each of his cartoon shorts. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, all right. you get that reference anymore? Is Woody oh, Woodpecker yeah. still a thing? Sure. Everybody watches Woody Woodpecker, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hey kids, yeah. remember there was a <laughs> remember anyway, this character. Uh, I have the next Karate Kid novelization here, and now I'm going to read to you guys the last page and a half of it. And since it's a junior novelization, it won't be like it won't be five minutes. I promise. Uh, so here's how it it ends. Colonel Dugan didn't know what he was getting into. He didn't know that Mr. Miyagi had taught Julie everything she he, she knew. He didn't know that there were three men at a gas station who wished they'd never met him. When a man fight with hate and anger, he become animal, said Mr. Miyagi. Colonel Dugan punched at him wildly. First, he is a monkey swinging his arms. A swift kick made the colonel double over. He charged at Mr. Miyagi. Like a bull, he rushed forward, said Mr. Miyagi. He countered Colonel Dugan's attack with some fast punches. Colonel ended up on the ground. Finally, he become dog on four legs, says Mr. Miyagi. One more punch, and the colonel was lying on the ground, and end up like a worm in mud. Oh! <laughs> that was a good way to describe him. Colonel Dugan had really lost this time. Everybody knew it. How did you do that? Ned asked. Colonel Dugan's got to be stronger than you. More important is what you believe. True strength come from what is in your heart, said Mr. Miyagi. That made Ned think a little bit. I'm kind of confused right now. I'm not sure what I believe. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi nodded. Good first step, he said. Now take another. Mr. Miyagi turned to Eric and Julie. The three of them walked toward the car. It was time to go home. The battle was over. The war was won. There was no need to stay. Whatever the Alphas did, they wouldn't bother Julie and Eric anymore. Julie had the feeling they wouldn't bother anybody anymore. Once again, Mr. Miyagi was right. End of novel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that better? I don't know. Uh... just not only the uh he's fighting him and then saying all these like animal styles or something and then and then he's describing him as different animals until finally he's just a worm on the ground yeah that's that's, i I mean that's that's clever kind of but i don't know i I can't see miyagi doing it maybe maybe i don't know he kind of doesn't have it uh have any patience for evil people so maybe (laughs) Maybe he would use that to try to teach them a lesson. I don't know. I could see Pat Marino like, drawing yeah. a big red X on his script and handing it back to the director. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he would use kind of like um, uh, analogies or whatever. Like, you know, like, yeah, he would always do that with Daniel anyways. He would mm-hmm. always use yeah. analogies to kind of explain like what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, we've just never seen him use it on an opponent but i I, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for something he might do i mean michael ironside is really evil in this movie (laughs) really evil uh and i i also love ned just being like how did you do it (laughs) you know yeah that that whole part's a little (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, it, it is a little on the nose, very, uh, not very subtle writing when in the movie they have Ned just standing over Dugan and being like, you had, you said you had all the answers, Colonel. <laughs> yeah. It's like stupid. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Julie starts laying compliments on Miyagi. Uh, you were great. And then Miyagi says, not great. And it sounds like he says both great, but I checked the subtitles. It says not great. Um, <laughs> and then Julie tries another compliment. And again, I'm just like, where are the credits? They're supposed to be like jarringly like, <laughs> jumping on. Like, uh, but yeah, Miyagi tries to get back uh, into character by saying like, how many times did Miyagi say fighting? No good. Um, and, uh, and then he says, fighting's not good, but if must fight, win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. It's like funny. It, it, I, 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 I don't, I mean, we get a, like a little sparkle in his eye and a little wink makes, makes Julie smile. Um, it's a, it's a cute moment, but also, but if you like, anal, like, look at that line, it's just like, it makes, makes it seem like Mr. Miyagi is just like putting on a show of pacifism. Like, it's like, Hmm. Yeah, I hate fighting, but uh, I guess if I have to fight, I'm going to clobber this guy. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. don't give up. No mercy. <laughs> so he is like crease after all. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, he evolves to full crease by the end of the franchise. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, he's like, now I have to find badass name for Miyagi Do. How about uh, Hawk Fang? No, wait. Eagle. No, wait. <laughs> Anyway, the scene fades to a shot of Angel the Hawk flying. He doesn't have his uh, his buddy following him or her buddy. His his buddy. I think it's he. Uh, uh, sorry, to, I, I, I'm sorry to misgender the Hawk at the end of <laughs> moments of this movie. But uh, yeah, we don't see the Hawk's buddy, uh, and we kind of finish the hawk julie comparison in this movie like is julie now in flight like now she's now she's gonna soar because she controlled her anger and she beat down the bullies or something i don't know but yeah this is the only film in the series in which mr miyagi does not appear in the final frame we have to see the bird one more time stupid bird (laughs) like the director christopher kane must have been like yeah that it's a sequel to karate kid but i want my i want to make mine different uh We'll end on the hawk, who was a very important character. <laughs> it's like the original Karate Kid going to the stands, and uh, there's Lucille, and she just kind of like nods and smiles. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the janitor cleaning up after everyone's left. <laughs> yeah. You're still here. Go home. <laughs> um, shall we say anything? Anything about the movie as we wrap up? I've got I've got some trivia stuff to go into here, but like uh, uh, any final thoughts on? <laughs> I like the idea of this movie, but I don't like the execution. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree totally. <laughs> I I love the idea that Mr. Miyagi gets a new student. I love that it's a girl, and we get to see girl problems now instead of boy boys being bullied constantly. Um. Uh-huh. um and it's really kind of stretching it. Like we talked about in part three that, you know, we're stretching out the character of Daniel. So he's still not learning. He's not, he's not learning. It's so great in Cobra Kai that uh, he's got, he's at least accepted more of Miyagi's teachings and is trying to live by them. We can also see it's a struggle too, as well. He, he still has that hot temper, mm-hmm. but it, it seemed like Daniel didn't have any more, any, any, any more uh, leeway to, to grow. 
Um, so it was great to start with a fresh new character. Yeah. But all right, well, wrapping up this movie, I'm going to say first kudos to Hillary Swank, who uh, I did see in many like reviews, even reviewers that still dog in this film, like they they still say this is Hillary's like breakout performance, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so after this, she does about five years of some TV roles, guest spots, uh, straight to video work, um, including a, a, a recurring stint on uh, Beverly Hills 90210. But uh, five years later, 1999, her performance in Boys Don't Cry uh, catapults her to stardom and an Oscar. So she's five years after this movie. Me either. It seems like it's pretty horrendous and uh, not something I want to put myself through. But also, I'd like to see how Hillary does. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years after Next Karate Kid, she's got another Oscar for Million Dollar Baby. Mm Mm-hmm. I but very good in that, yeah. Yeah, I did see that, and that also uh, traumatized me. <laughs> yeah, it is <laughs> so sad. But yeah, what about Julian Cobra Kai? We all want this. Uh, Cobra Kai producer Hayden Schlossberg is quoted as saying, "Anything's possible." I always say, if you're a fan of the next Karate Kid and you want to see Julie Pierce, who Hillary Swank, Swank played. We're the show to watch to see if that happens. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> Which is so like You're not gonna show up on any other show. <laughs> so vague. Yeah, yeah, I think out of spite, somebody should just have Hillary Swank as Julie Pierce show up. <laughs> this week's was... oh, this week's patient on Grey's Anatomy seems to be a girl from Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so uh this is also the last time we're going to be talking about minutes involving Pat Morita. So we have to say goodbye to Pat. Um, oh. Any last words? I mean, this is just out. mirror. This is mirror Pat. Anyways, we said, <laughs> we said bye to the real Pat in part three. <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking about this guy for two years now, Matt, <laughs> like yeah. looking at our recording. Like we've been doing this for two years. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I love this guy. Uh, uh, and uh I, I highly suggest people watch uh, that documentary I mentioned uh, more than Miyagi. Like he had such a tragic life. We've gone through some of his past on the show, but yeah, he's had a lasting impact in entertainment um, representation. He's loved by so many people. So I, I think if you, if you love Mr. Miyagi, you owe it to yourself to, to check out doc, that documentary. Um, yeah. It's just a real shame that he couldn't be involved with Cobra Kai. Yeah, I know. I guess uh, he would have, either he would have had to have been a younger man or Cobra Kai would have had to have been made like a decade or or more oh, earlier. Man, yeah. Yeah, he died in 2005. Right. But he did he didn't he, he died kind of he wasn't super old, was he? When he died? Uh maybe, maybe he, he was, was 73. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he, well, I guess, he, he, yeah, he would have had to have been younger or Cobra Kai would have had to have come much sooner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the character of Mr. Miyagi, got it, we're, we're kind of saying goodbye to, I mean, they made an entire movie disposing of the previous Karate Kid because they believed in Miyagi magic that Mr. Miyagi could work in another movie on, on his own or, you know, with a, with a new person. And uh, uh, I, you know, I think... You know, as much quibbles as we have, I mean, it's still nice to see Mr. Miyagi in another movie. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I always consider him 
uh, considering my age, uh, one of my like cinematic father figures, like you kind of like glom onto like certain movies, people you watch, like, like, uh, Elliot's mom and ET is always going to be like my, one of my cinematic moms, <laughs> you know? So Mr. Miyagi is like that wise teacher, uh, I'd always look up to as a kid, you know? Uh, combine, at- combine all your, all your TV dads and moms into gestalt parents, like, uh, this- <laughs> My TV dad is a mix of Optimus Prime and Mr. Miyagi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Giant robot Miyagi. Right. Oh, that could be a way they could bring him back in Cobra Kai. <laughs> as a robot. Oh, uh, yes. That'd be amazing. <laughs> they just need, like, a, like, to introduce, like, a really nerdy kid. Yeah. Well, I guess they already have, but. <laughs> yeah, Bert and Nate put together an Android. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of like Anakin Skywalker putting together C three PO. Yeah, yeah. They oh, they like unearth like Mister Miyagi's corpse and then they like <laughs> cyberize it. Cyberize yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. It's some sort of uh, well, they can deep fake anybody. So yeah, Man, why not? You know, as long as uh, the Marita uh, family signs off on it. True. Uh, Pat got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame uh, when Next Karate Kid came out. So he nice. oh, that's awesome. Stars there, yeah. That was uh, I, I saw in the documentary like that was one of his like he was completely totally moved by that like that was just like huge for him you know. Aww. And I just yeah. read in the I was looking up Walk of Fame uh, yesterday and it was just like Avril Lavigne got uh, her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame just the other day because it's been ten years since her album Let It Let Her Go uh, came out. It's just like. Really, you just release a couple of singles, and you know, and, and you get you get your star there too. Okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure anyone can get a star if if they uh, it's campaign of, with enough money. It's kind <laughs> of like the like we we watched recently, like Bob Odenkirk get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. David Cross was like made a funny speech about that. Basically, that he what like in between like. I, I don't know. He mentioned a bunch of people that probably shouldn't have like shouldn't have gotten like, yeah. <laughs> made, like <laughs> questionable as to why they got a Hollywood star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Big Bird has one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean Big Bird. That little characters. Like, he deserves it. That's like a tough job, like holding your hand up in that puppet head. Yeah. I don't know no, if you know no, if it's not that, Carol but... Spinney. It's Big Bird. Big Bird. Yeah. Big Bird. Oh yeah, it should bird. be Carol Spinney. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. Carol Spitty has one too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Pat Morita lived 11 more years after this movie. Um, he was doing cameos on shows like Fresh Prince, Family Matters, Boy Meets World, all playing like Miyagi-esque characters. Uh, he voiced the Emperor in the Mulan movies. Uh, he was in kids shows like uh, there was this one that went like for a couple of seasons I'd never heard of called Adventures with Kanga Roddy, and he played a character named Uncle Pat. <laughs> oh. And then there are the, the mystery files of Shelby Wu, where he plays Grandpa Wu. Uh, that went on for a few seasons as well. Um, and yeah, he did so much work that for the next nine years after his passing, there were still movies and cartoons that were coming out with Pat Morita, Pat Morita in them. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. In 2004, a year before he died, he was given the Asian Excellence Lifetime Achievement Award at the Lincoln Center. Um, awesome. Ralph went to that as well. They, they were kind of reunited there a little bit. Uh, before his passing in 2005, Pat Morita conceived of a potential fifth Karate Kid film, which would have had a dying Mr. Miyagi training Johnny Lawrence. 
who, who now works as a doctor uh, into his, his peaceful karate arts so Johnny can find balance on his life before Miyagi passes away and gets sent to Okinawa so he can be buried there. So like a, an ancient Miyagi training, fully grown Dr. Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> hmm. That could have been interesting. Yeah. And I, I assumed that, you know, uh, him and Zapka, you know, I mean, I have a quote from uh, William Zapka talking about the first film. He says, um, the Karate Kid was my first film. And when I walked onto the set and we were doing rehearsals, there's Pat Morita and Ralph Macho from The Outsiders. And Pat really took me under his wing and in a way was kind of my Miyagi as far as, you know, helping me feel at place and at home. So maybe there was a, you know, like a little special relationship with, uh, with uh, Zapka as well. Um nice. But I mean, in, in, I think even in the documentary, like they mentioned how like, you know, like Ralph is like hadn't keep, really been able to stay in touch with uh, Pat. Uh, and, you know, he struggled with alcoholism. He was, you know, uh, there's some kind of uncomfortable videos in more of the Miyagi where you see Pat Morita pretty drunk. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he, he died in his home uh, November 24th, 2005 of kidney failure, which I'm sure is due to uh, that Great. alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ralph released this statement after Pat's death. Uh, Pat Morita was truly a generous actor, a gifted comic, and an even greater friend. It is both. It was both my honor and privilege to have worked with him and create a bit of cinema magic together. My life is all the richer for having known him. I will miss his genuine friendship forever, my sensei. Aww. Which is just like, oh my god. <laughs> and Ralph was uh, asked to speak at two memorial services for Pat. I guess they had to have a couple because he's been like married like three times. Um, yeah. And uh, according to Ralph, he was a little hesitant because he's just like, doesn't he have a brother? <laughs> Anybody, family member should do that. But then he said he did it anyway and said in the end, it felt right being there. Good. And one last thing. It was one of those memorial services that Ralph Macchio and William Zapka bumped into each other, reunited. Uh, Zapka says, after the film, we were young. We went our different ways. We bumped, bumped into each other at a screening here or there. But I remember it being Pat's funeral where we reconnected. So in a way, you might hmm. say that much like Miyagi's dad joining Miyagi and Sato's hands, like Pat brought back together Ralph Macho and William Zapka. And years later, we have Cobra Kai. It's a huge show. It's made Karate Kid like just as big as it was in the 80s. And yeah. so we kind of thank, thank you. Uh, Thanks for dying. <laughs> 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 I just watched, I rewatched the, the right path episode of Cobra Kai and, or yeah. And at the end of that, like after the letter read, like Ralph Macho going, thank you, Mr. Miyagi. And I almost think, thank you, Pat Morita for reconnecting Ralph and, and Billy, because, you know, you know, I'm sure after conversations, that's when Cobra Kai started being the idea of it. But, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Matt, for finishing yet another Karate Kid movie no uh, problem. with me. <laughs> Uh, what's next? If you heard last Friday's episode, tomorrow we're going to be talking about the very first episode of the Karate Kid animated series. It's called My Brother's Keeper. You can find it either by searching Crackle or YouTube. Um, and thank you, Mel, for um, being our guest this week. Uh, you're going to come back on Friday to talk about this cartoon? You see how I feel. <laughs> We might have a little bit of credits also to talk about before we start, but uh, yeah, please send feedback to Karate Kid Minute. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, you know all this. Anyway, until next time. Then we finish. 